Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome back to 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com. Fiverr is the freelance marketplace where you can find all the talent you need in one place. And I'm your host, Ishan Akbar. Let's get cracking with another inspiring lesson in under 10 minutes. My guest this week has built a very successful learning service that hosts online classes for children. Its aim is to make learning fun, social and self-directed. Three values that were in short supply at the school that I went to. It now hosts over 10,000 live video classes for young people, enabling them to further their education. The project is called OutSchool, and I'm joined by its co-founder and head, Amir Natu, who will be telling us about self-awareness as a strategy. So tell me, what is self-awareness as a strategy in terms of business? So in business and startups, I see self-awareness as being about understanding your energy and your motivation and using that to really process all the information coming at you from customers, from society, from your business, and using that to your advantage in how you react to that. And not only using the part of your brain which is analytical and that we all train in order to break down those signals and study them rationally, but also using the part that uses your whole life journey and experience. And I found it's given me an edge in business and an edge in founding out school. So tell us about how you've harnessed that energy and that self-awareness into OutSchool. What is OutSchool and where are you on the journey at the moment? So OutSchool is a marketplace of live online classes for kids. And these are no ordinary online classes. We have over 150,000 of them, ranging from subjects like learning about cat anatomy uh, from a vet, or learning math through Minecraft, or a class about farts that parents tell us is incredibly scientifically rigorous and super engaging for kids. So with the tremendous variety of creative classes, we're actually able to link learning to kids' interests. And they find that just super, super engaging. And in terms of where we are now, you know, we are a fast growing startup. Um, you know, with the pandemic and with people adopting online education, um, our business has grown incredibly rapidly and we've served over a, a million students. So you know, we're well past the, the initial founding stage and, and well into growth. What made you want to start OutSchool? So starting OutSchool, I was motivated a lot by my own personal experience. And I was very fortunate to have uh, parents who were both teachers and really helped me pursue interests when I was young. And in particular, they bought me a computer to play games on, but noticed when I became excited to uh, learn how to program the computer and program games myself. And they provided me with resources and learning um, in order to pursue their interests. And they didn't know it was going to turn into a career. They just loved to see me have fun and be, get really into something. And so the lesson I take away from that isn't that everyone should learn programming. It's that everyone should have the opportunity to pursue their interests. And if you listen to kids' interests and listen to their motivation, then you know, really interesting and fun things can happen. So I don't see self-awareness as being just a, a business hack. Um, it's also about listening uh, to kids and, and their internal voice. For people listening to this podcast, this particular episode, they might be thinking that self-awareness is one of those 
phrases that you hear that seem to be quite zeitgeisty. What does it actually mean in terms of taking the time to be self-aware and applying that into a business environment? Well, let me give you a concrete example of uh, the early days of OutSchool, even before I really thought of it as a startup. Um, the first piece about focusing on self-awareness was just giving myself space. So I left my previous job without a concrete idea of what I want to do next. And I did that intentionally with the idea that I was going to explore. And so I created that space in order to listen to my internal voice and become more self-aware. And then it's not that I didn't have projects. I had projects that, uh, one of which turned into the startup today, our school as it is today. But I was indulgent to myself in the sense that if I wasn't feeling the motivation one day, or if I'd spoken with someone about it and I hadn't really got enthusiasm for the idea, maybe I took a step back and rather than kind of pushing through and hustling, I insisted on taking the time and, and thinking and listening, going for a run, reading a book. And I think in business, so often we're pressured or feel pressure internally to achieve. And we really have to work hard, otherwise it's not going to happen. And I took the exact opposite approach when founding out school. I wanted the world to pull the project out of me um, before I consider thinking of it as a startup. That's, that's how I approached it. And it's disconcerting to people. It's just disconcerting to me when we're trained our entire life that we have to just go at it. Otherwise, uh, we feel like we're a failure, we risk failure, or people won't respect what we're doing. And so if you're going to carve out that time for yourself to be self-aware, you really need to um, uh, do it for yourself and, and not for others. And there'll always be pressure coming from the outside and not to pay attention to, to yourself and to pay attention to other expectations instead. This is incredibly interesting because particularly at a time like this on social media, you see a lot about this constant hustle culture, everyone talking about the side hustle and making sure you have plans and everything. How do you find negotiating that landscape whilst you're also working in tech, which is pedal to the metal, in an education space where actually having a bit of time is good? How do you manage those three things? It's super challenging and it's super interesting. You know, I think... One of the promises of the internet was going to be, because we have access to all this information, we don't really need to sell anymore. Um, and that you know people will just you know, discover what's great. And it hasn't panned out that way. And instead, everyone's kind of shouting louder and louder, look at me, listen to me. And you know, that means um, that we need to be more disciplined than ever about listening to our inner voice because of all that noise. In many ways, the direction of hustling constantly isn't effective when everyone else is, is doing it too. It just leads to that noise. And what I think I try and focus on, and, and I think others should try and focus on, is finding that real unique differentiation, the different message that stands out. That's why I regard self-awareness as a business strategy, was how can you come up with a truly unique idea, message, approach, way of delivering it, if you don't look at your own unique fingerprint on the world, your own life journey, and the full sum of all your experiences. In terms of being aware of self-awareness at all, is this something that you've always been aware of? Or is it something that you learned as you began growing out school and everything else you've done with your career? Where did that enter your kind of lexicon in your brain? It's absolutely not something that I've had all along. And it is something I've developed and become conscious of in the last few years as I found it out school. And, you know, I, like many people, really uh, bought into this kind of hustle culture and really needing to force things and work hard. And that was uh, a measure of value. 
And I think it's only as I've gotten older and observed some of the problems with that culture and also started um, a family myself and reflect on what I want for my kids and especially what I want for their learning that I've realized that grit doesn't come from pushing through. It comes from being excited about some goal that's being driven by you internally. And um, that made me start to become conscious of this idea that it's really important to look internally. Has it been a time where you've reflected on yourself, undertaken a self-awareness exercise and thought, oh, I don't like that about myself. And what have you done to try and change it? And has that impact in, in business as well? You know, yes, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> that has happened many times. <laughs> you know, the process of um, introspection and, and getting feedback uh, from the external world and really reflecting on that you know, can be very, very uncomfortable. And you uncover things like unconscious biases or things that you may have done that you regret. And I think that stops people sometimes from looking uh, inside because you do discover those kind of those kind of things. And you know the approach that I found that works is uh, trying to get to some kind of acknowledgement of those parts of you which maybe make you feel uncomfortable and rather kind of trying to reject them or force a change, which I don't really think works, at least it doesn't work for me. It's about kind of understanding those parts, making friends with them and channeling a better part of yourself to operate in the future. Well, Amir, look, thank you so much for joining us on Mind29. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Amir highlighted that running a business of any kind isn't independent of who you are as a person. Understanding what drives you helps you identify what you're good at and what you might need help with. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family. Fiverr is a digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us a review and I'll see you again soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.